Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello, my friends, it's Andy at the Andy Falco Show, coming to you live from Southern California. Don't feel sorry for me because I live in California. Things will change. Uh, we're going to turn this place red. <laughs> I am confident. We are going to do it, especially when I have guests like I have on today. Uh, Deanna's going to help me turn the state back to red. It has to happen. I, there was a moment where I thought I was going to leave, and I'm thinking, I've had it. I'm not going to. But I go, I've grown up here. I've lived here all my life. I'm one of the few people that actually live here. I didn't move here and begin ruining the the, the state. I actually live here and want to make the state better. So um, and I, I need to get to the sponsors really quick because I want to get to Deanna and hear her story. It's going to be fantastic. So make sure and write. Right now, while I'm doing this, uh, number one, write down my sponsors. That's what you need to do first. But the other thing is you need to share this out to uh, uh, your friends and family and any groups that you have that may support us in our movement to not only make America great, but make California great again. So the first sponsor is todayshappycoffee.com. This has been fantastic. Um, I uh, I gave it coffee for a little while and I came back to coffee. Uh, but uh, Happy Coffee, uh, the, this today's Happy Coffee, which is my brand, um, uh, has not only coffee, but lemonade and uh, peach and uh, tea and um, what a chai tea and some and some other stuff. And it is fantastic. It's it not only makes you happy because it helps you with you or your dopamines and endorphins and that kind of stuff, but it also uh, has a uh, appetite suppressor, which I uh, do intermittent fasting. And uh, if you have not seen my before and after pictures, it wasn't like I was gigantic. I, but I am embarrassed to show you my before's, but I, I have lost a lot of weight over the last couple of months. And I don't know how I got there. I, I don't know. I, I know it was COVID weight. I don't know what it was, but uh, today's happycoffee.com has helped me with that. I just, somebody, I just met somebody, the UPS driver. Uh, and uh, she says, Hey, uh, how, what do you do? And I said, well, here, and I gave her some. So, <laughs> and so she's trying it right now. Uh, CBDL, CBDL has changed my life. As you know, I was a police officer 21 years. Went through some anxiety, depression, uh, a couple of huge car accidents. I've been in a couple of shootings. I've had you know people die while I'm talking to them. And and as that all adds up, I went through a little period of time with, with some anxiety that I couldn't f- quite figure out. But I'm telling you, uh, I can't tell you that this cured my anxiety. But I can tell you, coincidentally, at the same time I started taking CBD oil, it's uh, I virtually am 
uh, I have no anxiety, no depression. I have never felt better in my life. And so if you want the best product on the planet, which is by Viseo, one of the top 50 health care companies in the world, go to today's oil.com. Viseo is a fantastic uh, company. They also have other wellness products that you can find at todaysviseo.com. All right. So uh, really quick, I want to tell you um, that um, over the past couple of days, I've been really identifying other uh, Americans. Now I want to make sure because you may see me be seeing me for the first time, but I, what I do now is because it's real. And this is how it is, is that you have Americans and then you have the democratic party and everybody else. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I've been trying to find Americans, uh, and because it really is, I mean, you got BLM, you got Antifa, you got uh, a, a radical left, and then you have Democrats and the Democrats who used to say they were not those people have now become those people because they say nothing bad about them. They don't say they're doing anything wrong. They pretend that Antifa is not destroying, uh, Seattle or, uh, Portland. They say that it's a hoax or it doesn't exist. It's a myth. Uh, and so basically, and I used to separate the politicians from the voters. If you're a voter and still supporting your Democratic leaders, again, you are not an American. And so I've been searching for Americans. So that was a long explanation to get to where I'm at now. So yesterday I identified, who would identify yesterday? Um, that was uh, Kaylee McEnany. She is an American. Oh my gosh. Have you seen her destroy the liberal media? She is fantastic. She's one of my favorites. I cannot wait. And they have her in the superhero costume. I know that she's a superhero <laughs> and she's fantastic. Yesterday I found a new one and that is a 22 year old uh, by the name of Jordan who uh, came out and spoke against uh, this, this thought that George Floyd is a saint and, 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 and Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, they're actually now separated. It has nothing to do with either one of them. But uh, there's a number of people that are saying, you know, this George Floyd is a saint. And uh, she came out and said, he was resisting arrest. He's a criminal. And she's a woman of color, 22 years of age. Very brave of her to come out and to begin talking and, and speaking out and being an American. Uh, and, and it's just so awesome. And uh, today I have another American. Uh, you saw her book cover. Uh, she's the number one best-selling author of Taking Back America. And uh, I've read um, not all of her book, but most of her book. It's fantastic. You need to read it. Of course, there's haters that you're going to find that probably will say something bad about it. But I'm telling you, it is a very good book about America and about what is happening in America that's uh, virtually have a, 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 a part of the population who's simply trying to destroy it and go against our constitution. So uh, I'm gonna introduce Deanna right now. Hey, Deanna Lorraine. Oops, I didn't take down the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> you got hit in the face by your own book. Yeah, that's okay. I know I'm not very attractive, so you gotta, you gotta have my- Yeah, no, right. you're not, not at all. Yeah, yeah we can put you in like a, a silhouette or whatever they call that. Witness Protection Program. I love the American flag that you have back there. That's fantastic. Yes. So, um, sorry, my opening, was so, my, my opening was so long, but uh, it, I just, I'm just so happy. I was so happy to read your book that there's many things in there that I'm totally in line with, and I thought maybe I was the only one <laughs> at some time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then we'll get into a little bit about your story and your book. Yeah, sure. I mean, in a nutshell, uh, my name is Deanna Lorraine, and I'm a very uh, true solid patriot. And I just completed my run against Nancy Pelosi. I just uh, was crazy enough to challenge her and run for Congress against her in California's 12th congressional district of uh, crazy San Francisco. And I just completed my primary a couple months ago. I unfortunately lost uh, to a very radical socialist and uh, we can get into that later, but unfortunately, so now it's just uh, between Nancy Pelosi and this extremely radical 
cop-hating socialists that are going up into the November election. So pick your poison there. And uh, then I decided to, you know, stay on the front lines of the fight and not skip a beat because this is all about, you know, I, I may have lost that one battle against Nancy, but I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the war. So while we were quarantined and locked down in California, and California has it one of the worst here with their draconian measures, after a month or so, I got approached actually by a book publishing company, and they asked me if I wanted to write a book, and they encouraged me to share my story and share my thoughts. So I gave it some thought, but after um, so many days in lockdown, I'm not really the twiddling my thumbs, sitting around type of girl. So I decided to, to write my book, and I wrote it all during the coronavirus lockdown and just published it a couple weeks ago. Really excited about it. So right now, you know, I'm really focusing on my book and speaking and, uh, you know, sharing messages of positive encouragement and empowerment to try to get people the, the tools and the resources and the strategies they need to join the fight with me and take mm. back America. I have been speaking up and down California as much as I can and going to rallies and protests. Uh, recall Gavin Newsom protests and all sorts of things over the last couple months and just trying to do what we can. I mean, obviously the circumstances are such that we can't do a whole lot right now um, as far as work goes and everything, but I'm really just trying to be on the front lines of the fight as much as possible and, and fight with every last breath to make sure we take back California and make sure we take back America because time is ticking and this is the most important election in the history of America. I mean, hands down, it is the most important election and every moment matters. Absolutely. And yeah. I've been trying to go on live at this, uh, all this, this part, I've done a lot of shows, but this show that I do now it really developed after the George Floyd incident and just grew. So um, cool. And, and so, and once I started speaking up, you know, I got, you know, my, my, friends <laughs> i don't know what else to call them you have your friends that you yeah, find out they're, they're, yeah they're not so much your friends because now they're calling you asshole and you're they call on oh, your yeah. mother effer and um and i'm going wow what's what's happening right here so i i actually i'm going to do something first that i didn't intend to but when you were talking it made me think about it is that you uh, you start to learn about people that you thought had some intelligence and mm -hmm. and were americans and you see them, <laughs> you go, do you not see Joe Biden when he talks to you? Do you not see the, the homeless population right. has, has doubled and tripled in San Francisco and Los Angeles with their yeah. stupid policies that they're throwing money at something which actually creates more problems, not doesn't fix the problem. Um, right. you, you find yourself wondering, are they acting stupid on, pur on purpose or are they stupid <laughs> like yeah. i don't know what to do because i had some friends that i thought were fairly intelligent what's going on i it's scary actually at this point because i keep thinking someday these people are going to realize they're going to have some sense knocked into them they're going to see something the numbers don't add up or this doesn't add up or joe says a completely disrespectful a, ra a racist comment again one of these days there's going to be a news flash that in their head that says you know what maybe i'm i'm not on the right track here maybe you know conservatives are right but no, it seems like if anything, they keep doubling and tripling down on their right. support for Joe Biden and their uh, their loyalty to the Democrat Party and the left, the radical left at this point. And it's really scary. At this point, I, I used to think that they're just brainwashed and they're dumb and, you know, OK, you know, they're they're a problem because they're not they, they can't think critically and use common sense. Now, at this point, they're no longer just dumb. They're dangerous because they're carrying the water for the Marxist leftist right. agenda. They're carrying the water for it. 
they're they're passionately fighting for them to usher in this agenda and and that makes them dangerous at this point yeah they got their heels dug in so deep now that yeah. they they're just they they're simply not going to give in and finally say that they're wrong uh, right. but i have i have been encouraged by a few like on fox news you see a couple of democrats that used to be on there that were you know saying, you know, Donald Trump is a whatever and, you know, all the yeah. names that they call him. And they'll suddenly go, you know what, We're, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump <laughs> because they've yeah. gone crazy. So there's a couple of people that like something happened and they go, uh, you know what, they, they've, they've really gone nuts. Especially yeah. when you had, uh, when you have people, you know, um, Nadler saying, you know, when he's approached about Portland and Antifa, he says, ah, that's all made up. It's a myth. Uh, oh my uh, God, it's crazy. Thing. And but, I've lost them. Yeah, I mean, I've lost some friends and family over it, too. I mean, you know, a couple family members of mine, they're, they've been saying that they don't agree with me saying all lives matter. And uh, they're very offended by my social media posts. And I've been disinvited to some family get togethers now. Some family members and friends just won't talk to me at this point because they think I'm a too radical of a conservative now. And I just want to scream at them and say, like, don't you get it? You know, you're not yeah. the I'm not the radical one. I'm the right. logical one. You're the, you're the radical one that's ushering right. this. You know, while there's like like burning buildings in the background and they're saying that these are just peaceful protesters, peaceful protesters. Okay. You know, so I'm I just pray that, you know, more people finally see the light and see the truth. But yep. it's important for people like you and I to stand in the truth. Because eventually I think the truth will be on our side. And, you know, I think the reason why your podcast has grown so rapidly and same with mine, you know, my, my podcast, my followers have grown a lot since coronavirus occurred. And I think it's because, you know, people are hungry for the truth right now. They're just starving for it because they're not getting it anywhere. The very few places in the media, they're just, they're just so, um, you know, it's just all propaganda at this point. And they're hungry for people who are just bold and courageous enough to speak the truth unfiltered regardless of social consequences and they're there and they're they're really drawn to it so that's a positive yeah. encouraging sign yeah and they have no sense of humor right they yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what's your sense of humor uh they had the black square that was on instagram and i said hey can we do something else other than black square because i keep thinking my instagram is broken and then somebody, somebody said that's not this is a very serious thing i go <laughs> no, I just think it, it's a black. What's wrong with my my thing? It's it's a black thing. Yeah. All right, so let's get back. Let's get back to you. Um, so you decided to run for Congress, and you made the wise uh, choice to run against nasty Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I called her nasty well, Pelosi. Yeah, one or the other, or just a little bit of both. <laughs> so why 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 would, would when you could have done, gone for any other district, probably in California? Why why go after Nancy's um, uh, district? Well, well, good question. And one of the reasons is that the actual district I was living in at the time is Ted Lou's district. And and Ted Lou is, you know, a pretty abrasive character also. Uh, but at the time, you know, you know, Redondo Beach, which is that district, it's actually like kind of pretty. You know, there's not a lot of homeless. There's not a lot of you know things that were actually making me very angry. And um, there was also another Republican running at the time who I really respected. And I just kind of I just didn't feel quite the, the motivation there. But Nancy Pelosi, I mean, I've had issues with her for years, but especially in the last year. I mean, I feel like she is the head of the snake of this agenda that's pushing this agenda, that's pushing this constant propaganda, who's constantly blockading every move of President Trump's to uh, to enact the America first agenda that over 60 million Americans voted for. And, um, and and cause all this division in America, all this race baiting constantly and focusing America on completely the wrong priorities 
and problems, right? Talking about kids in cages, but not talking about the homeless people that are actually suffering in the streets of her own district. Or talking about, you know, giving free health care to illegal immigrants, uh, but totally disregarding, you know, the broken family unit and how to how we need to repair that. Uh, or talking about, you know, transgender bathrooms, but again, totally disregarding all the crime in her own backyard. So it was just so constant. And every time I looked at her and, and, and experienced her, my blood would just boil. I'm so angry. And the problems in San Francisco and in and, and all of California have just gone into complete disarray under her and Democrats rule. So for me, it just felt more authentic that I would be challenging someone that I couldn't stand so much that would actually feel like it would make a difference. I would highlight, you know, issues that are real problems in America and in the district of San Francisco that she was not talking about. She needed a counter, uh, a voice of reason and common sense to her voice of insanity and lunacy. And I just know that I was the right woman for the job for that because I'm pretty fiery. We're both Italian women. Uh, we're both pretty feisty, but I'm feistier than she is and I'm full of common sense. So that's why I chose to run against her. I just really felt like I could make a difference. And I was so fired up about it. Well, um, and not, not only are you uh, not only are you feistier, you have your own teeth, probably. It probably helps when you speak. <laughs> yeah, I have my own teeth. I, I have a little bit more energy and vitality and uh, fresh new ideas. And yeah. also, you know, the thing is, yes, it's a tough blue district and it's a tough blue Democrat state. I mean, uh, you know, California is. And she's a political Goliath incumbent who's been there since I was a toddler. But the thing is, if we just no one else, by the way, was stepping up to the plate. You know, I kept waiting and thinking, oh, well, surely some big name person is going to go up against her. Surely someone's going to run up against her. And just no one was. No one was. And meanwhile, she was just, you know, continuing to slip our country in decline and making a mockery of our president and our country. So I did just say, you know what, I'm just going to throw myself into the fire and mm -hmm. do it. And um, the thing is, you know, someone's got to do it. And we all have there's a lot of tough blue districts everywhere and tough blue states. And, and there's a lot of political Goliath incumbents that seem really difficult to beat. But if no one ever throws themselves in the fire and no one runs up against these people and challenges them, then all we're sending is a message that we are just waving the white flag of surrender. We're just going to mm -hmm. lay over and let this destruction of America occur without any fight. And if we didn't even fight at all, you know, we wouldn't have gotten President Trump into office, too. We wouldn't have gotten his uh, great, great presidency into office if we just thought, well, this is just impossible because the odds were stacked against him completely. And yet here he is in office uh, defying all the odds. So it can happen. Never think that it just could, that it's not worth it to run for office just because you feel like the odds are stacked against you. And if you don't win, it's at least sending that message that we need to, that we are here to fight. These values are important to us. This country is very important to us, and we're going to fight till the death, even if we don't end up actually winning that particular battle. You know, it was even a long, uh, you know, a long shot that he wouldn't win anyway. But we, mm. we, the world, the Americans didn't really yeah. even know how much more of a long shot it was because behind the scenes, they were they were doing some pretty terrible things that we're finding out now uh, yeah. that Obama, uh, the most uh, corrupt um, administration in U.S. history, the Biden-Obama mm -hmm. uh, administration were spying on them, creating a, a steel dossier uh, that was paid for by the DNC and Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. All this was happening all at the same time. And they were they were still going to try to take him down even after he walked down the golden escalator. Oh, um, yeah. And it's just like you go, wow. I mean, how how much different is going to be this time? Now, I'm not I'm not taking anything for granted. 
But yeah. uh, even the Republicans yeah. were against him, right? And he still won. So he had a number, a large number of Republicans that were against him. Uh, you had all this stuff going Correction. on in the background. Rhinos. Rhinos, 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 Republicans in name only. Those are not real. <laughs> right. Republicans. So you had a, lar a large number of rhinos. Uh, you had mittens and all the other Mitten idiots problem. that were uh, going against them, right? And you had all mm -hmm. these people, and yet he still won. And so uh, I, right now, I feel the Republican Party there's a there's a large majority now that are you know that are supporting him. So I'm hoping that's going to help things be better. Um, but what, just before I get more back onto what it is that you were doing, what, what is it, you know, what do you, what do you think we need to, what do you think we need to do to further this message? Because we, it gets blocked all the time. We get taken mm -hmm. down. Uh, I've been throttled. I was having 12 to 15 to 20,000 people watching live and now it's all the way down to 500. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, and that's, wow. uh, you know, that's part of our world. Do you, do you, do you have any ideas of how we can break through this? You know, we got Facebook and Facebook's working against us. Twitter's yeah. working, the media's working against us. Any ideas on that before before I get back onto your story? Yeah, well, I mean, they have um, most of the weapons on their side, you know, in this war. They, they control the media. They control social media, right? They control so much of the message. And they, they're really controlling the court system as well, too. And, they you know, they have a lot of people that they buy off or they blackmail. So they have so many of the weapons on their sides and the odds are stacked against us. Um, Trump really needs to do, and really he should have done it in the last three years, something something serious about the censorship on social media. It's mm -hmm. gotten completely out of control. It's undeniable. And he does talk about it and tweet about it a lot, but I have yet to see any serious action taken that's actually made a difference. It, it's only actually gotten way worse, especially over the last month. They've been doing a lot of conservative purges. So he needed to and still needs to do a uh, something serious uh, that's going to make a real difference about social media censorship. He also needs to do something serious about the, uh, you know, mail in voting and election fraud. And I hope that he's done something behind the scenes that we don't know about and has a, an ace up his sleeve. But, you know, that the, the Democrats are really banking on cheating to win this election. And, um, you know, he, he has to have that taken care of. He just has to. because That's, that's a conspiracy that theory. Oh, yeah, I know. Right. It's a conspiracy <laughs> theory. It's like the most ridiculous thing of conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy, but it isn't a theory. And you know, we need to rise up in, in levels that we've never seen before. And I talk about this in my book and my podcast a lot because that, you know, conservatives are we have the strength, we have the muscle, we have more of the guns and the ammunition and we have the, the masses. But what we're, we're not really using that masses. We're not really using that strength to the fullest, at least. And, and unfortunately, I know it's not going to be a popular thing to say, but the left the Marxist left, they are winning this war right now. They're winning it because look how they're just, they're causing so much destruction, tearing down monuments, tearing down our history, rewriting history. Um, they are making serious changes with our school systems, with our logs, mandating masks, all these tyrannical uh, governmental orders that they're issuing right now and, um, and controlling the information war. So they're doing serious damage. And we as patriots, we're, we're not doing enough, I think. Yes, we're holding some rallies and, you know, we're waving American flags and honking horns and stuff. But are we really making a serious, tangible difference that's a match to what the Marxist lefts are doing right now? Because they're making a tangible difference, right? Mm -hmm. and, it's, and, and until we 
like rise up and this should be an every weekend thing or even you know a daily thing we have to rise up in hundreds of thousands to storm the capital in a united fashion in an organized fashion you know they're very united they're very organized and they're very well funded we need to get the exact same on our side level of organization and funding and uh and, and in unison and we need to do that fast. We need to do that powerfully over the next couple of months so that we can at least match them, but more, more so exceed their power and strength. Right. Otherwise, they will just keep it, taking advantage of our weakness. You know, conservatives tend to be more polite. We also tend to have better things to do than to rally, like to than to cause serious damage. And you know, yeah. that's okay. But that's that that is also it's an asset of ours, but it's also a frailty of conservatives because we are we are. They, they outmatch us in that organization and the unison they have. So we do need to fight back and we need to take every moment seriously over the next couple of months and get seriously organized. We have all these militias, right? We have so many veterans that want to fight for our country and that did fight for our country. Like, let's use this mound power. Right. You know, uh, I'm with you. ignore uh, us forever. Right. I'm with you 100 percent. And I try to go live almost every day. Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's no um, I'm never at a loss for a topic. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, got, we got we got New, we got New York having, uh, you know, if you go into New York now, you're going to be stopped. You're going to you're going right. to have to go be tested. You're going to have to be quarantined. They're just they've got Cuomo. Oh my gosh, they're both idiots. Um, and that's Jordan. Jordan is, is the young lady I was talking about at the very beginning who uh, did hey, a Jordan. video yesterday. Uh, fantastic. I was so happy to see her uh, come on and um, and say some really thoughtful things and really laid on the line. There's a 22 year old right now, a woman, um, and who's, um, you know, I say of color. I don't know what else to say. Uh, it sounds so, I don't know. I don't know what to I say. Jordan. I just say American, <laughs> right? Because I, I don't even look at skin color. I look at the color of our, uh, the, you know, the yeah, I don't even care. Yeah, it's yeah. are we American or not? The left are the ones who wants to divide us by skin color, race, gender. It's insane. Complete opposite of Martin Luther King's dream, by the way. Exactly. Yes. I, I it's never been an issue with me before. And uh I'm usually, you know, pretty easy going. So I got somebody who lives in New York, and I'm sorry. It's I we live in California, so we have something in common. We're living in very horribly run states uh, right. by um uh by, by some communists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Hilarian dictators. Right. I mean, like, All right. Really quick. Um, uh, and I see we're already at 25 minutes and you thought 30 minutes was going to be enough. Um, <laughs> um, I, I want to find out. So what happens? What you, you start running for Congress? You're going against yeah. Nancy. Well, let's get right. to that story. Let's find out what happens to you. Yeah, sure. And again, I'm not trying to just like ploy for the book, but the book has like all the good, bad and the ugly, like the juicy, the the nitty gritty details. So if you don't feel like you got enough from this interview, then just go read the book because I, I have a no holds bar, you know, lots of uh, nitty gritty stories in there. But yes, I ran for con I, I decided to run for Congress, and uh, it was really challenging. Probably one, probably the most challenging thing I've ever done. And I never ran for political office before, and I've only started getting into politics in the last couple of years. You know, since President Trump uh, really started running for uh, for uh, for president. And like the last two years or so of Obama, that's when I really started getting woke and you know researching all of these things and stuff. So. First time running for office, threw myself in the fire, ran for ran against Nancy, and it was very challenging. There were a lot of uh, I loved, you know, meeting all the people and learning about them. You know, being in San Francisco and seeing all the the dirty, unsanitary conditions on many of the streets and suburbs of San Francisco, and 
interviewing and talking to all of the homeless people and trying to get their stories, how they got there, what they needed to do to get off their streets. You know, it was just a really eye-opening experience and it was a beautiful experience getting to talk to all the people. And then there was a lot of challenging times too. I mean, I thought I was going to be really targeted and attacked by Nancy Pelosi and the left. I was going into that with that expectation. But what I didn't expect was that I would be attacked by the rhinos on the right. And there were, uh, yeah, there were a lot of uh, attacks from the rhinos on the right. There was one other uh, Republican running in the seat against Nancy as well. But, uh, you know, he ticks off all the box for boxes for a rhino and, uh, you know, really pretty much was one. And him and the other establishment part of the California GOP, they really wanted him to be to have the seat, even though he had ran already. This was his fourth time running for Congress against Nancy Pelosi over the last 10 years. So this was just sort of like his gig, you know, run for Congress against Nancy. And he didn't have any strong message. He didn't seem very patriotic. Just kind of, you know, old white dude establishment status quo guy. And each right. time he runs, ra raises a bunch of money and then just loses. So here I come in and like a, you know, like a firefighter and just like just lights things up and shakes things up. And it was a threat to him, I guess, because he thought he had it in the bag. So he spent all his time and during his campaign uh, with his allies to attack me and smear me and get me to quit, try to pressure me to quit. And it was rough for a lot of times because he would create, you know, him and his team would create uh, hit piece articles about me that just like weren't even true at all. Just like the the dirty dossier of President Trump. And it, it was like, you know, I thought we were supposed to be Republicans here. I thought we were supposed to be fighting the same common enemy, the left and not fighting each right. other. So I wasn't expecting the rhino establishment people on the right to attack me so much and make my campaign super difficult, but they did. And I learned a lot, a lot from that. And that was, that was really a, a challenging time. And I learned that the swamp is really real. I mean, it is really real. And there's swamp members that say that they're Republican on the right and they're swamp on the left. And they're really all the same. They, they mm. don't want any patriots really, you know, hardcore conservatives who are openly pro-Trump, openly pro-faith, openly pro-borders, um, you know, who are openly uh, proud of their conservative values. They don't want those people in office and they will try to protect their establishment choices as much as possible. So there is a, a glass ceiling. It is very real. And it doesn't mean that we can't, just means that we have to fight all the more. We have to get, you know, good resources and great support and a great uh, ground team. But, um, yeah, so that's what I learned a lot during my campaign, and, and just, then just really quick, it, 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 I know this is said a lot, but is, is it? Do you think it really is this thing that they've just once they get the hold of this power that they get mm -hmm. power drunk, and that's all they can think about is how they're going to get voted uh, into office, back into office, because yeah. they, they're just stuck there. Yeah, I think a lot of it is power. It's money. They make a lot of money. They make a lot of backdoor deals. And then you know, eventually they they really become one. The deep state, the swamp. What you know, they're. Those are interchangeable words, but they really become one. They don't want the people to be truly free. They don't want the founding father's vision for America and for we the people. They want to just have power be consolidated to just them. And they want to you know, basically sell America out to China uh, or to other countries. And they don't care what happens to America. If they really cared what happens to America, they would be fighting the way President Trump has been fighting for right 
power to be with the people instead of power to be bigger power to be with the government. Instead, they're clenching down. You know, they're just tightening the, the ratchet every day on our freedoms and and having a bigger presence of government and, and more limited individual freedom. Right. So that just tells you right there that they don't have our best interest in mind. They don't have um, America as it's designed in mind. And eventually, yeah, I, I want I want to get back to your story, and I'm so sorry yeah. for interrupting you because oh, you, okay. you can get on you can get on a roll. So <laughs> but I, know, I, I don't, I don't want to leave this point. The one thing yeah. that I think that I, I love most about Donald Trump, and again, he's had a checkered past. Uh, you know, I, everybody has. Uh, yeah. And so everybody goes, well, what about when he, I don't care right yeah. now. He's fantastic. He's what America needs. And the one thing I like about him or even love about him is that he doesn't make decisions based on whether he's going to be reelected again or else he yeah. wouldn't do some of the things he does. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He has his own administration that says, don't do that. It's going to cost you, you know, a couple of votes if you do this, he goes, but it's the right thing for America. If exactly. uh, this is the best, this is what America needs. And they said, well, don't do that because it's going to cost you. Uh, and he does it anyway. I think that's the one thing I do love about him is that he is not a politician um, mm -hmm. uh, and, and based on what is good for America. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. That's a big message that I want to keep drilling home is we don't need to elect any more politicians that looked like they're perfect cookie cutter politicians. You know, we don't want any of those because they're the ones that typically sell America out. They're the establishment. We want people who are not politicians, who are just everyday Americans. And, you know, if they had a little bit of a checkered past, but it's forgivable and they're a good person now and, you know, they 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 have their heart in the right place and they're the perfect person for the job. Now they have a strong message and they don't waver. These are the kinds of people that we need. You know, yep. no more used car salesmen, no more no more wolves in sheep's clothing. We need real, real people who are going to relate to Americans and who are going to proudly, fiercely defend America and the Constitution. The Bible, the Bible's full of them and Bibles, uh, you know, books in the Bible have been written after some of these horrible people. Yeah. And really quick, I'm going to bring up, this is kind of the things that I kind of love to do. And I hope that you don't mind if I do this, but um, uh, you got people on here that, you know, this is guys from Twitter, a rhino's Republican who doesn't believe in Trump's fascism, non hypnotized <laughs> and independent. Um, we got, and then he says uh, his decisions are based on his narcissism. <laughs> uh, bye troll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's the promise healthcare um another lie and that's 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 it right that's their whole agenda they, they yeah. never have any facts right it, yeah. it, I, I say to people like him uh, i'm not sure what his name is it's the something what is it again the other twin oh mm. great okay uh the other twin, the twin um, in the world. Is that truth and uh, American uh, things that benefit America, that are for America and are based on, uh, you know, our great history and moving our, our country forward um, is like kryptonite. Right. It's all it's, yeah. a, it's their kryptonite and they have no strength. <laughs> they don't right. know what to do. You hit them with something that's truth and they go, well, he's an asshole. You're an asshole. Yeah. Right. There's never. You never go, well, this is based on fact. This is what I believe. There's no discussion. There's nothing. And I love these people. Uh, and they're some of my favorite. You wouldn't believe some of the comments that I get, but oh, they, may be little, they, they may be a little kinder to you. So let's go, let's go a little bit further into what you experienced as you were uh, on, this, on this path of becoming a congresswoman. <laughs> yeah. So, so eventually, you know, my, my primary 
was in March. And as you know, this was just just more things, more dirty little tactics that California has done over the last couple of years to make it all the more difficult for real conservatives to get into office and to especially to beat an, an incumbent and especially to beat a, a Democrat incumbent. So one thing they enacted in the last couple of years was a jungle primary. You know, in the jungle primary, there's only two other states that have it. And it's it's that, you know, it's not the top two vote getter. It's not the top vote getter of the Democrat Party and then the the independent and the Republican Party that make it into the general election. It's just the top two vote getters of all parties. So naturally, the incumbent is going to get it right. So there's one that's a shoe in usually. And then the second one is often going to be a Democrat if it's a largely Democrat district. And then there's no Republican on the ballot after that. Right. So a lot of people were expecting that I would win the Republican side of the primary and it would still be me versus a Democrat versus Nancy. But no, it doesn't work that way now in California because stupidly they have this jungle primary now. So that was one disadvantage. Um, another one is that they moved the primary up this year only from June, when it normally is in California, to March, which shaves off three whole months. And, you know, if you're campaigning, that is a long time. That's a that's a time to make up so much momentum and and get so much of an impact with your voter base. It's unbelievable. But that's what they did. They shaved that off. And it was right in the time, too, when I was just gaining so much momentum in my campaign. My fundraising was all working great. Um, I was getting out the vote. My ground team was taken off. Everything was working so well. And then there's the primary. But if I had that three more months, it could have made such a big difference. So in any wow. event, there was the primary. And who did San Francisco vote in? They voted. They made their choice. They voted in nothing, none other than a radical communist, uh, Shahid Batar, Pakistani Muslim. And his it's so funny it's so ironic that he won because his parents were actually uh they were part of a domestic terrorist organization called the weather underground and they mm. were in prison they were in prison when he was a child for murdering cops and blowing right. up government buildings right. so so you know san francisco voters took around look around at all the homeless people and the trash on the streets and the high crime in san francisco and everything and they said you know what we want more of this. You know what? We want full-blown communism. We we want to murder cops. We don't want any law and order. None of that. So they voted in Shahid Batar. And uh, so that's now Shahid Batar versus Nancy Pelosi. I don't know which is better at this point going into the general election. But these are the kinds of people that are getting voted in over and over again all around the country. And it's really scary uh, you know, you wouldn't think there'd be anything worse than Nancy Pelosi, but I think that actually could be worse, like a Rashid Tlaib and an Elon Omar and a Shahid Batar. That's where our country is heading if we don't stand up and fight and we don't, you know, throw ourselves in the fire and, and run for office, too. Yeah, I was uh, watching uh, the news and they showed the, the city council for Seattle, I believe it was. And mm -hmm. I thought I thought maybe <laughs> this wasn't our country. Um, I know. I thought, well, we're going to, we're voting. The city council wants to get rid of 50% of the cops. They want to no longer have SWAT, no longer have the uh, equestrian team, no longer have a bunch of programs that help homeless. Um, they, they say they uh, uh, get rid of homeless. 
And so that's why they're getting rid. So I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's just badness. Like when you when you hear ideas, and San Francisco did this too, and I think LA did too, where they said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna give during the COVID nineteen, we're gonna give them money. Uh, we're gonna give them a place to stay. We're gonna give them a, a, a drug paraphernalia, uh, and we're gonna give them alcohol. And you, did you not know that you were going to triple the homeless population mm -hmm. from people coming out? Yeah. Like, let's go to California. <laughs> yeah, you're making like, it a nice, warm, cozy place for them, you know, and they just do bizarre things like they decriminalized, you know, it, they, they decriminalized, you know, uh, you know, petty crime over there. And if, if something is stolen that's less than a thousand dollars they you know they don't get anything and no penalty or anything um decriminalized uh you know quality of life crimes if you intentionally give hiv to someone now you don't there's no felony for that right. or jail time i mean they just they did the most bizarre destructive things in california but it it's yeah. not stupid it's just it's intentionally destructive they want to create what? chaos when I was a cop, uh, uh, HIV and uh, and AIDS was a, it was a huge thing going on. That was our one of our pandemics that we had to go through. Uh -huh. We had, we got on calls and we had to go. Like we didn't wear masks. <laughs> like they just, it would come up on our computer. This is an HIV home, and then we go oh, okay, wow. and then we'd go in, right? Uh, yeah. But it was used for by as a weapon all the time. I mean, uh, if we arrest mm -hmm. uh, you know prostitutes or uh, you know robbery suspects that were you know not necessarily homeless, but you know just you know just people um yeah. their thing would be you're if you're gonna handcuff i'm gonna spit on you i'm gonna bite you oh, and so you're wow. trying not to get bit by these guys it was constant <laughs> i mean we're not yeah. it was like Thanks. it was their weapon uh and everybody said aids everybody had hepatitis and that was their weapon and that's where yeah. kind of these laws came up because they and they were actually doing it and then we'd have to go get tested then we'd have to stay home and, and wait for the test results it, it's you know, this really is nuts. Uh, the things they're doing to law enforcement because now you're you're making me think about law enforcement. Is I that they're know. taking all the way away all the less lethal options that cops have? You yes. can't use uh, pepper balls. You can't use tear gas. You can't use the things that you use in between. You know, them just being a suspect to where you know they're fighting, and now we have nothing in the middle. We have yeah. to either shoot and kill them yeah. <laughs> or lose the fight and get arrested and go to jail. Like there's no, yeah. like, what do you want it to do? There's, there's nothing left. Um, and, and meanwhile, they're, they're, they're emptying the prison. I mean, they're, they're letting Gavin Newsom is letting 18,000 violent criminals out of prisons right. and jails by August 15th, 18,000, because that's somehow going to make us safer with coronavirus. And then you're going to also defund the police too, you know, like, please yeah. tell me the thinking behind that. <laughs> There's, there's no thinking. I, I don't even know what it is. It's it intentional is chaos. If you if you read the 45 communist goals to take over America, which was read into the congressional district uh, record in 1963, everyone should read that. The 45 communist goals to take over America. 90% of these goals have already been completed. And one of them is to basically uh, neuter the police and to create, you know, lawlessness and disorder. It's all it's all really coming to plan. People think this is a conspiracy theory. But it, there's so much available content and resources out there that you can see. These plans are printed for us to see. We're just the ignorant ones if we choose not to believe them or not to do anything about them at this point. It's a uh, 45 communist goals. To for, take over um, America. Take, hold on, I'm looking for it here. 45 communist goals to take over America. There we go. Got it. Um, oh, there's a Blaze um, article on it, too. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and the internet okay. loves to scrub things. Uh, of yeah. the scrub, so, scrub them of these things. <laughs> yeah, sometimes things are hard to find. Um, you know, I got uh, I got a few comments here. Um, I, I tried to put your link also, but there was an error. So um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make Which you link? solo. 
a link for your book. I went to Amazon and grabbed a link and for some reason it came up as an error. Do you have a, a branded leak or a link that um, is much easier than the? Yeah, let me see here. I'm going to put your book up. I may cover part of your face there, but uh, taking back America, go to amazon.com. That's one of the ways you can do it. Deanna Lorraine, uh, go there and get her book. It's a number one bestseller. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I don't know if this link works, but um, I mean, you know, it's like, there, I think we know, you know, people like you and I, I think we know probably your viewers, but this is no longer about a virus. This is not about our safety right. and our health. If it was for our safety and our health and these people, these government, you know, elitists were really caring so much about our safety and health, they would talk about legitimate ways to boost our immune system, common sense ways to boost our health, boost our immune system and, and encourage us to go to parks and beaches, encourage us to go to the gym, find a way to keep gyms open. And instead of pushing only, you know, wear a mask, shut up, lock yourselves in your home, don't go to the gym and just wait for a vaccine. You know, I mean, right. no honest doctor can say that that is good, sound advice that it, coming no. from someone who cares about someone. And I interviewed a doctor the other day. These are the supplements right. she recommended that I take to help me, you know, and, oh, and my nice. kids you know, stay safe. There's a whole bunch of, uh, I have a whole list of them. Immunity uh, boosting. Some some you take before just to make sure your immune system's up. And then if you mm -hmm. happen to get it, then they, she had another protocol here. A very oh. good doctor out of Tampa Bay, you know, had some things. That's, you know, one of the things that causes my, um, my, uh, my live shows to be throttled by the social media um, oh, before you go gosh, 40, 43 minutes. Um, but um, we had, uh, and here's YouTube. So I have YouTube um, uh, dead skull. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> dead skull uh, says cool. YouTube is still not working and it's causing oh, wow. my, um, it keeps shutting me off. Uh, uh, that's uh, what it, happened it, earlier today too. I hope I'm not like carrying this, uh, this thing with me to people's podcasts and everything like, Oh no, it's Deanna Lorraine. We had to shut her down. <laughs> yeah, I got Twitch. What do the person, what do this person's parents have to do with a campaign? So the person you were talking about before, you're saying their parents were arrested and uh, what, you know, what are your thoughts behind that? Because yeah, that is a good question, I think, even though I know why well, she's Because I mean, this, yeah. That, so, so the attorney general that, um, that San Francisco voted in the same thing with them, you know, radical communist and the, and similar with Shahid Batar, who won my primary because your parents are who raise you and they, they instill values in you. And these people are consistent with their parents' values. You know, they, they have a massive disrespect for cops. They are both on a, a tirade to defund the police, decriminalize quality of life crimes and usher in full on a full on communist agenda, a very radical communist agenda. And I think that is relevant if your parents were, you know, in a domestic terrorist organization murdering cops. <laughs> I think I think that's relevant to who you are as a person and how that shaped you. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's um, yeah, it's relevant. It is relevant. But I mean, there's people that have had bad upbringings and they come yeah. out of it. And then it's now it's what about it's what you do. But if you are acting much like your parents, then we you know, this is where it comes from. And this is where it's. Yeah, from. exactly. Um, and so it, I think it is important. It is important. Especially to, to now whenever, when there is a big cry and there's a big movement to defund the police, dismantle the police and completely spit in the face of the police, most of which are good, most of which are protectors and heroes. Yeah, they're 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 releasing the criminals and arresting the cops. This is really yeah. a weird time in in my life. I, I talk about this too all the time. I said, "Why do you guys go to work?" Like, and I know I yeah. we like me. I would I would during even when our we were having like contract negotiations that weren't going well. Mm -hmm. I still want to work. That that is not the public's fault. 
that we have a bunch of morons in our in our public. <laughs> I mean, in our uh, as politicians, and yeah. I would still go. Um, and even during after Rodney King, I was around Rodney King. I was in the riots at Rodney King. Oh, wow. uh, and after Rodney King, it was a little bit tough going to work because people were doing kind of the same thing for a period of time, yeah. but we still went to work. And so I, I understand the need because uh, you know victims still need rescuing uh people yeah. still need help and who and it's not their fault that you have a a, a part of society that's um you know spitting on me um and so <laughs> i would still go but at this point it's different mm -hmm. i wasn't threatened to be fired and arrested for merely arresting somebody that i had yeah. used some type of force that's where they're at now this is the difference the difference is yeah. they will get fired and in some cases get arrested for using force in, in an attempt to arrest somebody, just like Jordan was so uh, uh, brave to say yesterday, is that, wait, George Floyd was fighting. Like, he wouldn't cooperate. Yeah. Like, if he, if he would have cooperated, if he wasn't committing the crime, none of this would have happened, right? The, exactly. He was murdered. I understand. He shouldn't have been murdered, all that kind of stuff. And I even spoke out about it. He shouldn't have been murdered. But the problem mm -hmm. is it started with his crime. Not his first crime. Right? Yeah. Uh, he was yeah. a pro right? He'd been I think, in prison. I think before, seven times time. he was in prison. Yeah, I think seven times he was in and out of prison. Yeah. Seven and, uh, and then he resisted. And yeah. you know, I, I, what else are you going to do? I mean, you got you to gotta try to handcuff the guy. Uh, anyway, there's a whole, a whole bunch of other stuff. And I hope I address the things that are important to you. I I, I was so excited to have you on. And I, I, again, I know. Reading, reading your book, it, it was just so refreshing uh, to hear you know, somebody else uh, that's, um, you know, that's <laughs> not um, Devin Newsom or not Devin Newsom, Devin Nunez. Wow. That was horrible. Sorry, Devin. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, that's not Donald Trump or Jim Jordan. You know, you got a few patriots out there that are actually there doing what is right. Uh, I'm a little shaky on Lindsay. Um, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. Are you too? Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. glad I I'm not I want to take action. Yeah, I'm just so sick of the tweeting and the talking yeah. and the little videos that go viral. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. Get to the bottom of this. I mean, these people right. have had more than enough evidence to lock some of these people up for good. You know, they have more than enough evidence to bring justice to these crimes. And I'm just tired of the talking. Like, we want action and, and we need action. The only thing that's going to heal our country is truth. You know, the revealing the truth about everything, including the misinformation about COVID, the misinformation about Black Lives Matter and everything and justice. We all need to see truth and justice in order to heal and unite as a nation. And uh, and I, that goes for President Trump, too. You know, he should be held accountable to that. We elected him because we wanted him to be, you know, we saw him as that badass who was going to stand up to the swamp and uh, bring those swamp members to justice and uh, expose lies and expose the BS and stand up for a country. Yeah, you just, you just mentioned the other thing I love about Trump is he's exposing the morons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of other names I have for him, and I'm being nice right now because yeah. I'm, I'm respectful of your presence. The sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for being on here. I I, I could have continued this. My shows uh, often go on way too long, an hour and 15 minutes sometimes. So I know. I, I mean, I, this could have been a nine hour conversation and we have tons of, <laughs> tons of things to talk about. Well, uh, I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot here and say I need you to, to come back and we need to do this more sure. often. Uh, yes. Yes. Let's do it. And you could come All on right. my show. Well, 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And don't go away. I'm going to run the video and then you and I will be able to chat for just one second. Um, but all of you watching and, and, and taking your time to do that, make sure and get her book um, and uh, write a good review. You know, yes. you're going to have people writing bad reviews. I have books that I've written that are based on law enforcement. I get them too. So don't worry uh, about that. But if anybody buys the book, please buy the book and then write a positive review for Deanna uh, so she thank can get the you. word out uh, about her story. Yes. Um, and follow me on Twitter too. What's that? Follow me on Twitter too. There's a lot of action on Twitter. I'm just like tweeting all day long. If you guys really want to be where the action is. Oh, awesome. I got to, I got to follow you. I don't, I didn't do that. I'm going to do that right yeah. away. <laughs> all right. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Take care. I'll see you later. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Gosh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was going to bring up a couple of these and I thought nah, I might as well just end on a positive note. Cool. Uh, but uh, she's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> these are my favorite. I go through these afterwards and they just make me so happy. I know, uh, right? They're so ridiculous. It's so weird. Somebody wants to see me naked. <laughs> these people, that? that's all they have. It's so disgusting. It's like you would think they would get tired of like the same repetitive insults yeah. over and over again. They want they want me to take my clothes off. Do you see that comment there? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna point to that and take a screenshot. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> that's for me. Uh, oh my god. So thank you. Um, I yeah. hope we didn't go too far all over the place, but you had no, you no, brought, no. Up, brought up some good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, anytime. Yeah. I'd love to let's now that we're friends, let's, let's stay in each other's uh, sphere of, of influence and network and let's follow each other on all the social networks and, um, and be in touch for sure. Are you, yeah, I think our voices complement each other too. I mean, have you ever yeah. watched people where somebody has a really high pitched voice and the other person's kind of like, yeah. I, 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 I thought for whatever reason, <laughs> I felt like we had a good chemistry. Voice chemistry. Yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, cool. I, I I, I love how well a lot. Oops, I'll take this one off. I left that on too long. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see that, by the way. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so awesome. Uh, are you living in Redondo Beach or San Diego? Right now I'm in Redondo Beach, um, but I go, you know, I'll, I'll probably go to Calvary Chapel um, in the next couple of weeks. It's just kind of a far drive uh, yeah. for me, but I'll probably go down. And, and if you go to any rallies or protests or anything in the next couple of weeks, and if I do, if you hear about anything, yeah. let, let me know and I'll let you know. I usually do the live show. I take my microphone connected to my iPhone. It's a wireless cool. mic and I can interview people and that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'll be at yeah. Calvary on Sunday. Um, okay. I usually go to second oh. service. I was, okay. he, he has a service tonight, but I, I was much happier to be here with you and I'll watch the replay. Oh. But I'll send you okay. the Charlie Kirk. I think you'll really like it. There's some really yeah. good stuff in there. And I'm um, awesome. I'm sure you've heard him before, but I, I really thought uh, Jack did a good job of interviewing him and uh, mm. some pretty powerful stuff was said. So that's I'll really cool. That. All right. Um, the last thing I want to ask you too, did you create that opener yourself? Because I love that opener. And I, I I'm did. looking to get some, have someone create my opener for my podcast too. I did. <laughs> and, okay. I, and I do, I do them for other people too. Uh, I use, okay. um, you know, a bit of software that has some gadgets and gizmos, and things like that. But, uh, okay. Yeah. So okay, cool. if you have well, a couple of pictures that you really like or some things, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll throw something together and then we just kind of like move things around and take stuff out and, and mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you want. But 
Yeah, okay, people seem cool. to like it. Uh, the company that uh, you know I, I partnered with to make those things, they they use it sometimes as an example. <laughs> so, okay, awesome. Well, let yeah. me know like what like a, a general quote or something like that would be, um, okay. and then maybe maybe we can do that in the next week or so. That would be. Well, cool. if you do more shows with me, we'll work out a deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. All sounds right. good. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Great talking to you. I really appreciate it very much. Yeah, right, you too. Great talking to you. I'm glad we're connected. All right. Me too. Bye. Yeah, bye.